What's up, everybody? This is your boy Wayne, aka the Benoit Boy, and this is a special edition of the Benoit Boy Files NFL edition. Talking some football and football only, no politics. Uh, I have my thoughts and views of some of the more um, topics that's been flying around the NFL for the last couple of weeks. Um, the first one right out the gate that's really, really uh, hot, big topic to talk about is the recent retirement of Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. Now, a lot of people will probably say that, hey, this guy uh, left a lot of money on the table. Technically, he did over $60 million. Um, but he did earn over close to $100 million, so I don't think he's not hurting for cash. But also, he left a lot of Colts fans disappointed being that they had aspirations of another playoff run, which more than likely is probably not going to happen. But let's look at why he retired. A lot of people just think that he went out like a chump, like a sucker, a coward. I say he went out like a grown-ass man. Because here's the one thing that a lot of people don't realize, the average fan. The average fan will call him that, all those wicked words a coward chump quitter but in a game of football it's like being in a car accident for 60 minutes straight and being him being a quarterback that man was getting beaten on a daily basis he averaged over getting sacked over 40 times in his seven years which one year he didn't even play because he was that banged up the man played in the playoff with a lacerated kidney, folks. Lacerated kidney. I damn sure not going to question a man's toughness over that. So with him leaving the game, saying that his heart isn't, wasn't into it anymore at the age of 29. I mean, this is not the first time this has happened. And I'm sure this is probably not going to be the last. I mean, you look at past greats who left before, you know, before the age of 30, like Jim Brown, like Barry Sanders, like Calvin Johnson, and the late Pat Tillman. So, there's been a lot of people who's following the same path as Oliver Luck. Now, many will speculate that maybe he'll follow in his dad, uh, his father, Oliver, who is the new commissioner of the new uh, football league being ran by the WWE, the XFL. But I doubt it. I think Andrew Luck needs time to not only physically heal, since he's injured again, but mentally heal. Because it takes a lot to play the game of football. It takes a lot to really dedicate yourself knowing that you're going to get hit constantly. And for people to go ahead and say that he's a chump, quitter, you know, I get it. And this, in, in in sports, it's all about what have you done for me lately. That's why whenever a team wins a championship, you know, you need to cherish that moment. Because you never know, you might not be able to get to this spot again. Let that sink in. Dallas Cowboy running back Ezekiel Elliott still not signed 
And being that the owner, Jerry Jones, has been kind of like been, you know, been kind of like talking a little smack, you know, calling Zeke, Zeke who? Saying that we don't need a rushing champion to win the Super Bowl. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it's been almost 25 years, close to 25 years, 24 to be exact, since the Cowboys has won the Super Bowl. That's back in the Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin era. And they haven't been relevant ever since. Now, I know that Uncle Jerry's trying to pay some players who are due for some contracts. They just recently paid for Jalen Smith. But you also got Mari Cooper, Dak Prescott, and Ezekiel Elliott. Now, from what I understand, the Cowboys did make an offer, but it wasn't to Ezekiel Elliott's liking. Now, in, in essence, I got to look at this again. Running backs do take a beat. And they rode this young man whenever he played. You know, 300 plus carries. 50 plus receptions out of the backfield. Expecting to pick the blitz pickup. I am not saying that Ezekiel Elliott is not a good running back. Because he is. He's a dang good running back. But. In the league of which. It's the glamour positions that seem to get the most money. Whether you're the quarterback or the wide receiver. So you know that Jerry Jones is going to take care of those first before he takes care of a running back. Because if you see what's happened at the Rams, they paid a lot of money for Todd Gurley. And to be quite honest, Todd Gurley is not going to finish that contract. He's going to retire because he got bad knees. You saw how bad he played. During, during the Rams playoff run. He was practically non-existent. When a running back does not have his legs anymore. Very relevant. And that means that the Rams will have to eat that contract. And that's probably why that Jerry Jones is like saying, I don't know. And not to mention, you know, Ezekiel Elwes always seems to get himself in trouble. You know, he seems to get himself in trouble also. And it, so, in essence, you can't really blame Jerry Jones for that. Now, if he would have drafted a good young running back out of college, like a Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, then he probably would have said, you know what? We don't really need Zeke. We don't need Zeke and his drama. But being that he's still under two years under his contract... And I know that Zeke right now is holding out. Sooner or later, he's going to come back. Because when the checks stop coming, then that's when, you know, Zeke will have to start figuring out what else he's going to do for himself. I mean, he can't do... I think after seeing what happened to Le'Veon Bell when he took a year off, and I think the only thing benefit that Le'Veon Bell got out of that was that it took a year to really repair... His body being that he was also a bell cow when he played, a bell cow running back when he played with the Steelers. But he did lost a lot of money. And he alienated the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base. So with Zeke Elliott, that could be the same. But as an Eagles fan, I can care less. <laughs> I say you get what you pay for. <laughs> 
And speaking of the Eagles, I am rather excited about their potential. But I do want to say pump your brakes, everyone. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my, my Eagles. Been a fan since 77. And this is the most potent attack I've seen assembled. I mean, you want to talk about a Justice, a justice League-like setup. Between a young stud like Miles Sanders paired with Jordan Howard. Paired with legendary special teams running back extraordinaire Darren Sproles. Super Bowl hero Corey Clement. Wide receiver speedster Deshaun Jackson coming back to the Eagles. With Alshon Jeffries who has definitely has a chip on his shoulder as something to prove since what happened last year. When he dropped that, that pass from, from former Eagle Nick Foles. Then you look at the the, the tight ends and Zach Ertz and young stud Dallas Goddard. I mean, pick your poison there, folks. And don't sleep on Nelson Aguilar and their stud rookie J.C. Arcega Whiteside. I mean, you were talking, they can go seven deep. The man that's going to be the difference maker on this is Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz has a rather large shadow hanging over him in Nick Foles. I mean, come on, there's a statue of Nick Foles at the link. Don't you think that Carson Wentz is determined to exercise that demon? He wants to go ahead and write his own legacy instead of just being the guy who helped, but not the guy who won the Eagles' first Super Bowl championship? The Eagles are, not, are, are in win-now mode. And Carson Wentz has to be healthy. So that means that Wentz can't be reckless. He can't be um, doing all that running around, acting like Brett Favre, his boyhood hero, to make plays. He has to be smart. When it's time to get down, he needs to get down. Throw the ball away. Get rid of the ball quicker instead of trying to hold on to it and trying to make a play. Sometimes throwing the ball away is just as good as, 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 as in fact, is as good as not throwing the interception or getting sacked and definitely getting hurt. So I'm real excited for the Eagles. I think that it will be down between um, Eagles and Cowboys for the NFC East. For I don't really see the Giants nor the Redskins posing that big of a threat. In the NFC Central, honestly, another battle between Minnesota and their great defense and Chicago with their with their own variation of the Monsters of the Midway and Khalil Mack. Chicago has a great young quarterback in Mitchell Drabisky and a nice little group of gadget players that makes our offense rather unique. Being that Matt Nagy is a disciple of Andy Reid has brought his own variation of the Kansas City offense to the Chicago Bears. And, and ladies and gentlemen, do not forget that it will not be the NFC Central without Green Bay and the great Aaron Rodgers. As long as Aaron Rodgers is upright, the Packers will always have a fighting chance. Even though I've never heard of their head coach, Matt LaFleur. All we know, Rodgers could be just be collecting a paycheck now. 
But I think Rodgers wants to at least win one more Super Bowl before his career is over. There's no question that this man is going to the Hall of Fame. But I think he wants to win at least one more Super Bowl. And as far as the NFC West, the Rams will, will always going to be a formidable team. They do have a great team assembled. But honestly, with without Todd Gurley at the helm, if his health is not at 100%, the Rams' offense will not run at its full, full potential. Because everything on the Rams is based on play action. And when Gurley's not breaking off good runs, then the Rams are just pedestrian. Which makes it a head scratcher on why they they did not re-sign CJ Anderson. But Sean McVay must have something up his sleeve. I would think so. I know there'll be some some major plays coming back from injury, such as Cooper Cup, which which he was Jared Goff's safety blanket. But without a good running back to keep defenses honest. The Rams are going to be predictable. Therefore, the only way that they're going to win is by outscoring everyone. And that might work back in the 90s or even the early 2000s. But it's not going to work in today's NFL. In the AFC East, it's pretty much wash, rinse, repeat. The Patriots will still be a contender as long as... Number 12, Tom Brady is still running running the thing. As much as I despise the Patriots, you got to get the Devils due. They're a great team, ran by a great coach in Bill Belichick. And I'm sure that he will find a way to make his team formidable as usual. They're always slow at the gate, but whenever November and December rolls around, they get on that roll, they start stomping mud holes at, at, at other teams, and in their division, I don't really see no other team really giving them any problems. I mean, the Jets have a nice young assembly of of talent in Sam Darnold and now with the influx of Le'Veon Bell. But that doesn't necessarily quantify them to be world beaters. Miami is still a work in progress. So it's still going to be the Patriots or bust. Now, the one the division that I'm most interested in is the AFC Central. Reason being is because you have three teams that's going to be fighting for that crown. In Pittsburgh, with their potent offense, even without uh, Anthony um, A.B., Antonio Brown, excuse me, there, they still are a very potent offense. Their defense is still a little shoddy, but they still have a very potent offense with Ben Roethlisberger still calling the shots. But the two teams I'm going to be interested in in AFC Central is Cleveland, obviously, with their cornucopia weapons that that Baker Mayfield has, especially now that he got OBJ. He got Beckham on one side, Jarvis Landry on the other. Lord have mercy. Forgive me for sounding like a damn redneck, but I'm telling you, this team is going to be fun to watch. 
if you're a fantasy football junkie like I am, you better be sure you're going to draft the right damn person. And any person out of that squad is guaranteed to make, make you some money. And don't sleep on the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens got the one of the nastiest defenses. And being that they added Earl Thomas to the fold, they're going to be nasty. Now, granted, their offense is still going to be kind of like, you know, gadget, you know, little gadget plays because of Lamar Jackson's limitations. But make no mistake about it. You can win a lot of games by just grinding the football and play with good, solid defense. And that bode well in the winter months when it gets cold. You can't sling the football 60 times a game. Especially when you get teams who are out in the West Coast that are accustomed to playing out in the sun. And when they come over to the Midwest and the Northeast, and it's, you know, 10 degrees outside and it's, it's cold. You try to catch that football, it feels like a brick. You think about that. It's always easier to run the football. Now that division is really too close to call, but I'm going to give a slight edge, and I do mean slight edge, to Baltimore to win again. Just because of that reason. Defense wins championships. AFC West is pretty much going to be the um, a, a two-team race. Between Kansas City and the LA Chargers. I know Oakland's gonna be motivated because now they got Antonio Brown over there. If he gets keep his head right, he can definitely be a valuable asset for Coach Gruden, but he still got work to do. The Chargers, on the other hand, great defense. Even though Melvin Gordon is holding out, so they could be a problem. Because without Melvin Gordon, they don't really have that bell cow running back. They have a great assembly of running back talent. But Gordon is the complete package. But Phillip Rivers still has great receivers out the backfield. He has great receivers that could definitely get the job done for him. But I still, but I still think Kansas City will win that division just because of MVP Pat Mahomes. Mahomes is just a bad dude, man. He's on he's on another level. When you can make no-look passes from a quarterback, that's crazy. Now, granted, I'm sure defense is going to key on him a little bit more. But I still think that Kansas City will, will, will win that division. If their defense has any inkling of life behind it, they'll steamroll for everybody in that division. Now, there's a few other things I did forget about. Uh, going back to NFC West. Uh, will Seattle pose a problem? Of course. Because Seattle plays like Baltimore. Great defense. Solid run game. And of course you got all world quarterback in Russell Wilson. But I still think that the Rams are a team to beat out in the NFC West. In the NFC South, um, I, and, you know, to me, I don't see no other team challenging the New Orleans Saints. They are the, uh, the a complete, balanced football team. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the greatest show on turf in the South. As long as Drew Brees stays upright, there's, there, there, New Orleans is going to put points on the board. 
their defense is not that bad either. And being that Carolina took took a hit with Cam Newton going down, you know, it's pretty much what you know what what what's what's going to happen with Carolina. Tampa Bay is still a work in progress. Don't see them really doing anything. So, I am going to predict as far as who's going to make the Super Bowl. I honestly think that it's going to be a reunion of sorts. But not the reunion that everybody thinks. Because everybody's thinking, oh, it'll be Philadelphia against New England. Nope. Eagles will be there just because I think that they will have enough to beat everyone, including New Orleans. It'll be a battle, but they will win. It'll be Philadelphia against their former coach, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs against Eagles. And what's going to be the score? I predict the score is going to be 35-31 Eagles. MVP Carson Wentz. This is going to be their rebirth, their revenge, their return, however you want to call it. Carson Wentz is going to be the man this year. That's my firm belief. That's my statement. I stick with it. So with everybody else who listens to my podcast, which for one I appreciate, if you got any comments, thoughts, moans, groans, complaints, if you disagree with me, you say, Wayne, you're full of bullshit, you go right ahead. That's fine. Because this is what makes football fun. So, for everyone out there, I look forward to hearing your comments. But for now, this is your boy Wayne signing off. Everyone out there on this Sunday, be well, be blessed, take care. Peace.